0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Family Matters. Today we are discussing pets as life companions. For many people, pets are more than just an animal they look after. They are family. They are friends. Uh, The human-animal bond between people and their pets has developed and strengthened throughout time. And, And many pet owners today see their animals as members of the family and of equal importance to any other person, right? I think there's that word that they often use, the fur baby. And it makes sense because there is extensive research, right? A number of studies that support the idea that those interactions with pets contribute to not just good health, uh, but they influence your emotional state, your sense of security and acceptance, and even your positive outlook on life. And I want to know this morning how is your relationship with your dog? Yeah? Do you have that strong bond and and how has that helped you? I read somewhere that a relationship between a pet and a child helps the child even with emotional growth. And and I I explained to you earlier that I grew up in a village where dogs were seen as animals you buy right to protect your household you know only later did I realize and I was confronted with this different kind of a relationship between humans and dogs and I've had to change my perception of dogs and and accept that you know other people have those strong bonds and special relationships with their dogs and some of my very close friends have that too you know some people you know these days even have funerals and parties for their dogs like an event because that's how special they are to them. So give me a call on 011 or right? Or WhatsApp voice note on 0727021702 to share how your relationship is um, with your pet. Yeah, it can be any other pet, and not just specifically dogs. Uh, and and did you lose your pet at some point? You know, how did you navigate that loss, that grief? because often it can be misunderstood by other people that don't get that special bond between you and your pet. You know, one of the pandemics that are rising in society is just loneliness, especially among the elderly population. That is one of the pandemics, but when you look at the studies, that they demonstrate that residents even in nursing homes are more likely to experience a sense of joy, some smile, you know, when they interact with others when pets are present. So I'm going to take your calls and WhatsApps on that. Let me welcome our guest, Debbie Howes, who is a clinical psychologist joining us via Zoom. Debbie, thank you so much for making time. Good morning.
1: Hi, good morning. Thanks so much
0: for inviting me. Yeah. What have we come to understand over the years about this relationship between people and their pets, and and how beneficial that is to the pets and how beneficial it is to the individuals themselves.
1: Yes, um, there is a very deep relationship, as you mentioned, with our pets um, because animals hold a lot of connection to humans' emotional body. So it provides a very powerful support structure, especially in these days now where the family dynamic and the family structure is dissolving in so many ways. With, you know, adults being very busy and not available as much as before for children. Animals are coming in now as a very powerful, emotionally supportive role mm. because they're so consistent, they're a lot more, you know, present and are so unconditional. So people are finding a lot more um, connections emotionally to animals as a support structure. These days, a lot more. Yeah, mm,
0: That's incredible. Is it possible that, you know, uh, I was mentioning earlier that there are people who will even have, you know, pets um, and have birthday parties for them, like have a whole big event or even funerals. I think two months ago, I saw there was a celebrity that had a funeral for, for, for their pet. How do people often deal with grief, um, Debbie? Because I imagine... It's, it's often misunderstood. So when you are grieving, because only you, in some instances, knows the kind of deep connection you had with that pet. So when you tell people how that has affected you, you know, people often just dismiss you because they, they don't understand that kind of relationship. How do people often navigate grief when they have lost their pet?
1: You're right. It isn't as accepted to be kind of grieving for an animal. Mm. So it is dismissed. But the depth of the loss is as intense, especially um, it also determines um, how many losses that individual has had in their lives previously. So if they've lost significant others in their life, like a parent or a sibling, and the loss can also be symbolic. Like you can be in the family, but they can symbolically be absent so, that in itself is a loss of that support structure. So, then they attach to the animal, which becomes a surrogate parent or a surrogate emotional place to turn to. So, losing of the animal can be as intense as losing a support structure. Mm-hmm. And that will, if they have had early losses with their family, it will tr- the loss of the animal will trigger the same depth. Um, where they have to kind of hide it or, as you say, go to the extreme where they treat it like a human with a funeral and a burial ceremony. Um, But it does have the same emotional content as a human um, for, for the individual. And it goes through the same grieving processes of initial shock, then denial, then anger, then depression, and then eventually resolution. So... But it is becoming more um, acceptable to people to really understand that it has the same impact as, as a human.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I want us to, to talk about pets and children now, because um, that's, that's often a special relationship you often see. How does that kind of interaction help even with the emotional growth of the child?
1: Yes, pets are very important for the emotional stability of a child. They've done studies to show that children who engage on a regular basis Mm -hmm. interact socially and to perform better intellectually, and they become a lot more grounded and centered in their own beings. So there is quite a – it's very good for a child to socialize, but um, because it does – um, bring a lot more of that trust because the, the animal is so unconditional. It also teaches the child a lot of responsibility to be able to to realize that the animal has to be cared for every day. Um, so, um, But also what happens is a child will project a lot of its own unresolved wounds into mm. the animal. So if the child has been abused, for example, then the child will in turn abuse the animal. So they do pass down a lot of these emotional patterns. So those are what can be healed through the relationship with an animal is to actually, you can often recognize it in a child if they have been abused, the way they treat the animal. Also, sometimes they project their own wounded self into the animal. If they, for example, haven't felt that love, they'll often give it to the animal in a way that they've never had. So there's two ways that they can relate to the animal. But it does serve as a, a projection point for them to heal their own unresolved wounds.
0: Oh, that's, that's fascinating. What's your relationship? And, and how is that relationship between you um, and your pet? I want you to share your experiences with us. And, and if you've lost a pet, I mean, your family... Or maybe your own pet mm-hmm. on your own. How did you navigate that that loss, that grief? Because you know, often people, you know, don't take you seriously. Some people, when you tell them of how you know how you've been affected greatly uh, by that loss, so please share your experiences with us. Some of you are already sending WhatsApp voice notes on zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two.
2: Ah, morning, Clement. Yeah, we are the animal lovers. All our animals, with the exception of one has been adopted we've got donkeys, pigs, ah, chicken, you name it, um, tortoises um, but when it comes to the dogs um, for us they are they, part of the family uh, people that know us they also know um, you, you, you you don't touch our dogs and um, you don't come and visit us and say oh, I jump off the couch and stuff um, I had the amazing experience with one of our dogs we kind of crossed over. I crossed over kind of in the dark world and, and she crossed over into the human world. It was the most amazing animal experience I have ever experienced in my life. But yeah, I from my side I can't see how people can't live, especially with dogs. Mm.
0: Look, I'm gonna be honest, I'm that guy that's going to jump off the couch because I'm I really am terrified terrified of dogs and i've got friends who have their own dogs and they know when i come in you know um they have to make a plan (laughs) you know the dog will come jump on me uh, but they understand when i'm jumping off they're not thinking that i'm being weird Uh, so i'm one of those people because i'm i'm still i'm still very much scared of dogs it's 19 minutes after 11 o'clock when we come back i will continue this conversation with debbie who's a clinical psychologist but also take your own experiences on 072-702-1702 and 011-883-0702. 702 Family Matters 23 minutes after 11 o'clock, we're in conversation with Debbie Howes, who is a clinical psychologist, and we're talking about pets as life companions, and I'm taking your own experiences around dogs or any kind of pet that you have how's your relationship and how have you benefited from that relationship because studies support this idea that the interactions with pets contribute to your good health they influence your emotional state your sense of security and acceptance and it just helps you have a positive outlook in life so how's your relationship and have you lost a pet how did you navigate that grief your WhatsApp voice notes are coming on 0727021702.
2: Morning, Clement. Um, this
1: topic is very close to our heart at the moment. Two weeks ago, our pet dog was poisoned in our yard. And having to deal with the trauma of losing that pet mm. that was so close to our family and having to explain to my daughter uh, the traumatic way he had gone has been quite hard on all of us. We're still trying to deal
2: with it. My daughter's battling with it. Um, And unfortunately, in our country, that is a
1: true and real thing that your pets are in the way of burglars and thieves. So they are first in line to be taken out.
0: Sure. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Uh, And Debbie, the problem also here is when you've lost a pet, you know, and which is why people often are so secretive and and they remove themselves from um you know from discussing how they feel after losing their pet is that often people will say oh you've lost that one so you're gonna get another dog or you're gonna get another pet because they think it's as easy as that to replace it i uh, just explain how is that even an option that because i've lost a pet i can easily just get another one and and start a relationship with that one
1: Um, It is difficult. It's the same as losing a human. Um, Mm. Nobody will ever replace it. Um, Some parents actually, I've heard that say the the child loses an animal or a dog or a fish that they really love, they'll quickly buy another one immediately and try and pretend it's the same one or um, try and replace it. Um, But it often doesn't give that individual or that child time to process it and to heal and to really um, integrate the loss. Um, it's like having a relationship. When you lose one relationship to go straight into another one with residue emotional content does kind of um, interfere. But it is. It's the same um, patterns as losing a, a human. So mm. it doesn't just get resolved. Faster, especially um, depending on the accumulation of how many losses there were earlier, which mm. add up.
0: So, so for, for parents who, just like this listener who says, you know, her daughter is still battling with the the loss of of their pet. How can you assist a child to grieve when they have lost a pet?
1: I think it's also an important lesson for the child to actually recognise that um, death does exist, and that in life there are challenges and um, difficult. Um, situations that will arise but the best way for a parent to is to educate the child exactly what's happened with the truth as to tell them that this and this happened and this is the reaction but then also to reassure them that the animal has gone to a better place and to also importantly let the child know that the child did their best because often the child might be left with guilt of did I do anything wrong was it my fault what else could I have done and it's just and um, the dog did, or the animal did feel a lot of love, and it's gotten to a better place. And to reassure the child that their life is also still going to go on, because often their child, the child can often feel like it's the end of that emotional support that was there for me. And then it's to often let them know that that emotional support in will come in other forms as well, and still is available.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, uh, let me read some of the tweets. Um, I've got lots of WhatsApp texts I'll go to after the latest and I witness mm-hmm. news headlines and then calls as well. Nabagazi mm-hmm. on Twitter says, Clement, I had a dog when I was 11. I loved it so much. One day I went to the shop across the road. Uh, it was the N2. And I walked with my dog, and a car hit Lassie and it killed her. I cried so much until my mother said, The dog died to save you. I believed her. We buried it. In the garden. That's what Ngabagazi says on Twitter. Given says, Clement, dogs anytime for me, small and tiny for me. I have a lot to tell about them. They connect beyond human level. I took one home to my parents who didn't like dogs and now they're refusing uh, to, they're refusing to let, to give him back to me. That's what Given says. And yeah, some of you are sharing your pictures with your beautiful dogs. Uh, Dali on Twitter has, has posted pictures and uh, taking me on pictures with his dog and says, Clement, uh, me and this one are inseparable. My family loves her to bits. She is part of us. Yeah, show, you, show your experiences with us. How's your relationship with your dog and how's your dog fulfilling your life? Do you find um, that there's an influence on your emotional state do you find that you have a sense of security and acceptance and you've got a positive outlook on life because of your dog? Give me a call or send us a WhatsApp voice note. It's exactly 11.30. 702.
2: Family Matters.
0: 25 minutes before 12 o'clock. Let's continue with our chat about pets as life companions. Uh, I'm really enjoying the pictures you're sending on, on, even on our WhatsApp line. Uh, there's one um, person listener who says, hi Clement, uh, that's my baby Bruno there. The boys love him too much and he's overprotective of mommy. Uh, he's got a picture of, of his dog there. Another message says, Clement, please can you ask your guest about tips on grieving your pet? I lost my pet seven months ago and I'm really struggling to move on. I'll also like another dog, but, but I'm afraid it will feel like I'm replacing my late dog or make me forget her? Debbie?
1: Um, Yes, that's a a good question. So the first thing for the grief is to ask yourself, what qualities did you get from the dog or from the animal? Whether it was companionship, loyalty, um, connection, and to just concretize all that you got out of that dog or the animal, and then to see those qualities as beautiful colors, And then to imagine receiving all those colors of those qualities in yourself that the dog stood for so that you heal. And then you imagine you're a little child receiving all those qualities that the dog stood for, because often um, that's what we really need is that healing of our inner child, which is the unconscious mind. So, once you've internalized and you've healed all that you needed from the animal, then it's often easier to start letting it go and then to start bringing in another animal it's also to to imagine connecting to the animal where you know wherever it is and to to speak to it in your imagination, letting it know how you can thank it for what it stood for, letting it know, anything like you you wish you had done something else, any regrets that you had, you can often verbalize that. And that often just helps to bring some finality and closure. And then to um, do a little ritual that sends the animal off into peace, where you um, do a little altar or a little um, ceremony around the gravesite, And then just get completion in that way. Because rituals also help the body to heal once you've done something that concretizes it. Mm. So that's just some of the ways we can heal that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Another message here. Hi, Clement. Good morning to you and your guests. I absolutely love dogs. I feel like they know how I'm feeling at any time in my life. Uh, That feeling of happiness when they see you is just priceless. It makes you feel needed somehow. I remember when I was 10 years old, my mother bought me a dog and my brother once kicked my dog so hard that the dog literally cried. I've never felt so much pain ever. Even now when I think about it, I actually cry after more than 20 years. Another message, hi Clement and your guest with me. I have that deep love with my fish. I have about six goldfish. Uh, You know, Clement, I can just watch them for two hours in jail and be just watching them. Um, That calms me down and it's so relaxing because they don't make noise. Um, Thank you for this topic. That's a message from Elvis. And another message here. Hi, Clement, my dog is my life. More important than any other human being in my life when I was at the height of depression he was the only solace I had he understood he was there for me more than any other human could be I know that sounds weird but that's how it is he was and still is an integral part of the therapy that I underwent both my therapists know him the joy when he sees me such loyalty such love such commitment I cannot believe their achievement uh, their attachment when at some point in my life i was so terrified of dogs no one could convince <coughs> me otherwise i love him so much if i were to choose between him and some humans he'd be my choice and uh, that's a message from dog parent thank you for sending that dog parent i can really feel that love as as you explain it debbie here's a question from uh Vuzo, who's asking I have a dog that's also special in my life, but it always breaks my heart when my loved ones don't appreciate our bond um, as it exists. So how do I get my loved ones to appreciate my dog, even though they're not dog lovers, and also appreciate the depth of our relationship?
1: Um, I think the first thing in that question is to recognize that dogs do play out a lot of our emotional challenges in life and a lot of our own wounds. They absorb it and they mirror it back to us. So if that dog is coming in where other people are kind of um, not loving the dog in the same way, it's to look at uh, that individual's own theme of rejection, of where that individual hasn't felt loved or people are always not um, getting close to you or understanding that connection so once that's healed often that will start to play it out differently in the dynamic um once that feeling of rejection in your own life gets healed then you, you are able to connect to others which means others indirectly will be able to connect to the animal as well because the theme will actually be cleared so also Um, the confidence that you have with a dog, it will often extend to others once that feeling of rejection has been healed. And then others will see the love and then based on that they will be able to respect and actually just relate to the dog with that same level of um, depth of love.
0: Mm -hmm. Donald, you're calling us from Bryanston? Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good
0: morning. How's it? oh donald donald i'm sorry man i'm not happy with the line i'm putting you back um let's try and re-establish that line it's not the best Uh, i want to really hear what you've got to say there in the meantime let me read some of the messages oh There's some really cute dogs that you're sending, some nice pictures of your dogs. Um, One person says, Clement, my dogs have helped save my mental health, unconditional love and support. Uh, These are my two boys and my one daughter. He's got a picture um, of them in the car. Another message, Clement, our dear Safi uh, and, and Mitch the Jack Russell, we love them to bits, and they love us even more. Nick and Lee in Alberton, Oh, they look so cute there together. Uh, let's try that line again. Donald in Bryanston. Uh Let's let's try again. Yeah, USA. Oh yes, yes, uh, more I said, me
3: and my dog, we are best, best, buddy, best, best friends ever. Mm.
4: I love my dog so much that sometimes when I go uh, to when I go home. In this mm-hmm. world, I go to the bush, You will accompany,
2: mm.
4: have a little bit of sleep. And when you think, with maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll be thinking that I'm to be or you'll be trying to wake me up, making friends, wanting to be dead. I can't you keep know, it satisfied with my life, and then you'll be like happy
3: jumping again. Wow. Think,
0: uh, wow. 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 Uh, and, and how old is, the, <laughs> is your dog, Donald?
3: Uh, my dog is four years old. Four. Yes,
0: I've been with him for two years. Now. For two years, wow. That's, and and, and yes. what's his name? Uh,
2: Timer.
0: Timer. Oh. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> How did you come up with that name? It's my son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's a nice one. Timer is the name of Donald's dog. It's 18 minutes before 12 o'clock. We'll come back with more of your calls and WhatsApps. If you've got questions for Debbie, uh, please uh, go ahead and ask those too.
2: 702 Family Matters.
0: 15 minutes before 12 o'clock, let's continue with those calls. We are discussing your pets and the contribution in your life, right? Your pets as life companions. A lot of you have shared how when you were depressed, you know, your therapy really um, centered around, you know, the relationship you have with your dog and the human animal bond between people and their pets. Has developed and strengthened through our time many pet owners as as you've heard share this morning see their animals as members of the family and of equal importance to any other person we had a message earlier from someone who says if i were to choose between my pet my dog and other humans i would definitely choose him so how's your relationship with your dog mutlatsy in kwam good morning yeah uh, yes good morning
3: Leland. hey tada Yes, uh, thank you uh, so much, uh, uh, Clement, for, for for bringing this uh, topic. In in 2012, I went through a very uh, horrible divorce, and I was I, I, I was really struggling to make it through through uh, my, my daily life mm. to the extent that I I, I, I thought of taking my life many times. I actually tried. Mm. I finally I finally got myself two puppies, uh, and then I called them uh, Mike and uh, Mike and Bobby. And I can tell you, Clement. Every time when I was knocking off from work, the only thing that I would think, I would be thinking about really to, to go back home and then see them and play with them. Wow. We grew together. We went through uh, those emotions together, and they helped me so much. And I loved them so much. Unfortunately, uh, they, they were poisoned after having <sighs> uh, moved from Nelsbury to to to, to Guam uh, but, uh, I only lived with them in Kwamthanga for about six months. Oh. And they were poisoned, and oh. uh, I, I buried them in the, in, in the yard. I I, I I don't even want to have a, any other dog at the moment. And um, my kids, uh, when they, they, they visited, they they they, they love them so much because they understood that I've I managed. have managed to 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 continue to have a father today because of those dogs. I normally,
0: I, I used to tell them something, such a story. Oh, yeah. Matati, oh, I'm sorry it's about that, it's, it's, it's really painful, it's really painful. Mm. Do you, do you, you think, no more, yeah. you. Do, do you think you'll be able to get another dog and not necessarily to replace, but do you think you've got capacity to build that kind of deep, meaningful, you know, companionship with, with a dog again?
3: definitely I, I i believe because i know i know how important they are the 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 the, the, the role that they have played in my life mm. i would uh, ultimately get one or get get one but currently at the moment I, I, I cannot because i still miss them so much
0: yeah well, Mutlati, thank you for sharing that with us uh, Mutlati in KwaMshanga, mapula in pretoria Hi.
4: hi good morning clement first time caller welcome yes i just want to share uh, just two experiences. One, I lost a dog and then people couldn't understand when I couldn't go to work. I had to take the time off, you know, so to just to, to, to process that whole thing because it was just part of the family. And then we have a five-year-old husky, Misty, and uh, she brought happiness also to to the family everybody adores adores her unfortunately uh, it was stolen two two years ago but for only one day we have this neighborhood uh, WhatsApp group so we put the message on Sunday morning everybody was out looking for it you know when the person I think the person who just took it. I uh, knew that we were doing house-to-house searches for the dog, and then he released the dog. As soon as he heard, it heard the sound of our car approaching, mm. it just ran around the corner. My husband just stopped the car, and it ran into his arms, and people were applauding and I just lost it. Oh, yeah! I I I just lost it. Yeah. You know, when I when I come home late at night, I just open and no one is in. I just open and it doesn't allow me to enter. It enters the house. It will search every place and it will come back and still come with me. Oh, my poor
0: life! Ah, that sounds talk. sounds yes. amazing! Wow. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Um, I'm so glad you've got that kind of relationship and thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, Debbie, you know, the call we got about a, a divorce and how, you know, the dogs help the listener even, you know, go through that. I was just wondering here in instances where people are married and, or they are, in fact, live partners, you know, whatever the setup is and they've decided to get a dog or any other pet together. When they are separating, what's the best way to deal with that?
1: Um, it does bring up custody kind of things, mm. right? just like a child. <clears throat> so often, like with the child, you've always got to consider the best interests of the child. So it's the same with a dog. Um, whatever's in the best interests of the dog, often the same familiar environment that it was in beforehand is the best for the dog. But it's also determines um, determined by which uh, part of the relationship was more bonded to the dog emotionally as well. So, for example, if it was more connected to the husband and the husband was living in the house, then it's ideal to stay with the husband. Um, so it's more... Um, who's bonded the best with the animal, where the animal is more familiar, and also, obviously, the person that's leaving, if they have stability and if they can give the dog a home, that's also going to be the same standard and quality and love. Mm. So that's always the factors to look at.
0: Mm. Hi, Clement and Debbie. I miss my dog more than anyone I've lost in my life. I feel guilty about that, so I don't express it to anyone um, I miss the dog so much. I actually share, um, sheds some tears for him every day. I still feel, um, his presence. Oh, what, what do you de- say to this, Debbie? Um, he says he's feeling a little guilty, um, and that's why he doesn't express it to anyone. He feels guilty that he actually misses the dog, the you know, his pet, more than anyone, any human he's lost in his entire life. Mm.
1: Yeah, and it's sometimes to do with the the, um, the misunderstandings that people have around um, the nature of relationships with animals. But as he mentioned, that he does feel the dog around a lot. So um, a lot of people are recognizing now that often there, there is a telepathic connection that goes beyond um, them physically being present. So some people do feel them in the afterlife as well, which... Um, which helps to just maintain that connection. So spiritually, it's also determined by their belief systems. But a lot of people believe that when the dog or the animal dies, it comes back to them in another form or another animal. Um, so that bond actually just carries on. So it is determined by their belief systems. But to the release, the guilt it's just to be more comfortable with his own emotions, just to express your own emotions and to... Um, acknowledge that to others without. And also just to, to trust that often perfect timing happens and the lessons that the dogs and the animals bring us is for our own healing, to heal those loss, which often often triggers earlier losses, as we said before. So each experience with an animal is there specifically to help us to grow in our own emotional resilience and strength with mm.
0: Yeah. Um here's a question from Anonymous it says, Clement, I love my dog so much, but the problem is sometimes he gets to my nerves, he eats my shoes, he pees on my couch. So please ask Debbie what's the best way to discipline him.
1: Um yeah, like children we have to set boundaries and we have to um be able to just make it functional for you. But often the discipline does need to start really early in the in the dog's life. Otherwise they get into set patterns which are more difficult to change the older they get. So ideally that's why when it's a puppy it's to have the times where you take it outside or you have a certain way of at letting you know that it wants to go outside. But at the moment now, if it is got into that pattern of chewing and um weighing inside the house Then sometimes you can put cane pepper on the places or to find a more routine where you can take the dog outside regularly. And um, they say they sort of don't recommend um, rubbing. People say they used to rub their noses in it and send them outside. But often the dog doesn't understand why or doesn't put two and two together unless it's done immediately. Um, But... It's to just rebuild a whole new structure or routine around letting them go outside and inside mm. to do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hi, Clement. We have dogs at home and they like they are like our best buddies. Um, I don't like dog I didn't like dogs before, but I'm so loving them now. Uh, we have Whitey, we've got bully, we've got Clover, uh, and Wanyana because uh, he's limping and he's the most naughty one ever uh but we are loving it oh what's yeah what's what I'm finding interesting is also the names um of of some of the pets uh, really really uh fascinating debbie house clinical psychologist thank you so much for for guiding us through this discussion. really appreciate your time
1: pleasure thanks so much Clint.
0: all right thanks. so when we come back uh we'll Wrap up with more of your WhatsApp voice notes or calls about your pets. Why are they so special to you, right? How is that uh, relationship with them changing you? How have they changed you? 702. What's up, Clement? On 072. 702.
1: 702-1702. Hi, Clement. It's Megan here from Midrand. Um, a little while before my mom passed away, We had a conversation about death and how she felt about it and everything. And um, she, you know, was looking forward to going to heaven. So I said, so who did you first want to see when you got to heaven? And thinking she'd say my dad or one of her best friends, lifelong friends. And the first thing that she said was Tosca, which was one of the dogs that we had when I was a little teenager. So I always like to think of my mom very happily in heaven with Tosca by her side.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That's incredible. It's a minute before 12.